0: Welcome back, listeners. Thank you for joining us tonight in the Creepy Pasta Book Club, the podcast where we read, analyze, and discuss significant creepypastas, no sleeps, and web horror flash fiction. We are your hosts, Jonah.
1: And Wednesday.
0: And today we have a very special episode. We've been so excited to bring you. We've been talking about doing this for months. Today we are going to be talking about the Abandoned by Disney sequels. Room Zero. We come in several months after the original Abandoned by Disney was posted, and the narrator is being gang-stalked by Disney agents, leaving Mickey symbols and threatening messages for him to find. Despite the harassment, he has found a small community of other people with forbidden Disney knowledge, one of whom has a particular interest in gas-cots, strange patrons wearing Disney gas masks. A Disney employee leaks information to him that Disney is full of secret underground tunnels, and another, who has done on-site construction for Disney, tells him about an anomaly in the blueprints, a dead zone the size of a supermarket. The construction worker investigated further and found the strange spot, and then began seeing gascots. He tracked down a woman called Ida, who worked at a restaurant on Disney's Main Street, and she tells him the story of Room Zero. During the Cold War, Disney constructed a fallout bunker beneath the park, stocked with rations and Disney character gas masks. One day, an air raid siren went off, and guests were ushered into Room Zero, where the lights went out, and a seemingly supernatural panic set in. Several employees escaped and saw that the park was in perfect condition outside. When they returned, the bunker was completely silent, save for a quiet, admonishing voice which told Ida, "'Shut the door, dear. You're letting out the cold.' Ida dies soon after, seemingly murdered by Disney. Corruptus The narrator receives an email called Corruptus immediately before his ISP drops him and his phone bricks. He goes on to complain for a while about how the audience doesn't take him seriously amidst the gang stalking and etc. because Disney is ruining his life and trying to make him kill himself or set up a paper trail to murder him or something. He finally gets back to Corruptus, which is a letter from the Disney Corporation internal documents about different Corruptus incidents in human entities which cause paranormal activity in various parts of the park and resort. These Corruptus are the cause of all the incidents he has previously discussed, as well as references to the broader Dark Disney canon. So Wednesday, I guess before we get into talking about the, the story that we've prepared for today... Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to tell you this before we started recording. Like I, we, we've both been like busy with stuff. Mm-hmm. I actually finally watched the the Netflix cut the other night. Oh. We've been talking about this. Uh-huh. I <laughs> we don't have Netflix anymore. Michael canceled our Netflix uh-huh. after the um after the the like price gouging thing essentially came yeah. out uh, like uh, like a couple weeks ago. Like. We don't have Netflix anymore, but I finally found it someone had like uploaded it to soap today so i finally yes. <laughs> managed to watch it that's all you need like i i've seen the the one that's like up on like archive.org yeah
1: yeah
0: i I'd, I'd grabbed that one but like it's it's interesting to see sort of the differences in mm-hmm. in like qual like the like the restoration job like i know a lot of people have issues with the restoration job but it's yeah. interesting like having the the perspective of like like what what different sort of like entities want to Mm -hmm. take from this movie and like how things get sort of translated in I guess adaptation almost between these two very different sort of cuts of the movie. I guess
1: like yeah I guess like because we were were talking about it last week and like a bit before when we were Mm -hmm. doing stuff people only watch like the one on archive.org and then like or if they even if that one they don't they watch whatever the one like it's like. Whatever.
0: Well, like, yeah, whichever one they have, like, the closest- What, what, what cable station has movies on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whichever one has they have, like, the closest immediate access to, and mm-hmm. they think that, like, that's, like, the definitive version. That's an issue with the, the sort of director's cut paradox, I guess?
1: Yeah, you miss a core part of it if you don't watch like like I know it's like contentions and stuff like not everyone agrees with it like that this is like the first one mm-hmm. but in that one we never learn why he wants revenge
0: when you say the first one do you mean like yeah. the EU cut or do you mean like the archive cut
1: no no like okay there was a limited release like, before the final, like, production. Like, you know when they go in there and, like, hey, test audience, watch this, right? <laughs> yeah. So that was that one when it was more of just, like... Really? Yeah. I, I, I hadn't even realized that, like, it
0: had made it that far into, like, that they, they were having, like, test screenings.
1: You know, they couldn't find him, right? So they went to, like, his apartment and <laughs> stuff. And, like, they had, like, according to, like sources and stuff or whatever like the thing exists
0: when you say they couldn't find him what you mean is they couldn't find mateo right yeah yeah,
1: yeah. they found like reels and stuff of it so it exists out there like i saw it so it like exists out there <laughs> like but like it doesn't like there's no like proof it's the first cut and not just like uh-huh. his cut you know yeah but if we take it from that we never learn why he wants revenge in it and, like, that gets added afterwards after he stops being involved in, like, the production.
0: The revenge plot sort of comes about in that initial, like, opening scene at the disco, right? Which is, mm-hmm. like, now considered, like, let's look like one of the most iconic shots in the movie. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities to Taxi Driver, Alter, at the oh, movie yeah. that you kind of start to notice. But, like, that sequence reminds me... So, so much of, like, that feels like that was, like, an unrealized sort of thing for him that he wanted to to reproduce in, like, mm-hmm. that final, not final shot, but, like, that long oh, iconic yeah. shot in Taxi Driver that should have been the final shot,
1: like, before it gets ruined. <laughs> I, I hate the very ending of Taxi Driver so oh my much. Gosh. <laughs> what, that'd be a good companion watch, you, because then, like, the stuff that stands out, like, the edges to, like, the two to use, like, art process and style, you, like, notice. And, and they're also about, like, very
0: similar things. Like, I mean, Taxi mm-hmm. Driver's obviously much, much more grounded, but they're mm-hmm. both about similar ideas. Like, mm-hmm. taking, like, a mafia premise as, like, a pretext, basically, to, like, tell a story about how it feels to be left behind by the world. It is, it is essentially the same kind of like, you know, taking the idea of a Vietnam vet.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: like they're, they're, they're both these sort of like people from
1: the underground in a different kind of way. Yeah. Like their identities are like locked into a certain time period. And it's like the movies about like the world has like passed them by and like their drama, their like melodrama is no longer like socially acceptable and, like, I don't think the, like, especially not the stuff that gets on TV, but, like, <laughs> DVD release and stuff, but there's that feeling of, like, oh, we, we've been play acting, right? Mm-hmm. Certain, like, things that are definitely in the older ones set as, like, a stage. It's, like, stage presentation in, like, the real world setting that they are filming in.
0: Like, there is, by using this sort of sets that mm-hmm. they are in and and using like this this framing adds to that feeling of like this is something that is larger than than life mm-hmm. right which is also like th- this is set in a sort of speculative timeline essentially yeah. which is also another part of that that feeling of like something that has been left behind something that doesn't mm-hmm. belong but also like really fascinating the way when you look at that, like like the actual time period of mm-hmm. like the the Iron Curtain coming down, like the 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 parallels to like these real life incursions of capitalist institutions into like the post Soviet states that like tore mm-hmm. it up for parts, mm-hmm. and like we've both been into Disco Elysium a lot lately, and and I was thinking about that a lot <gasps> oh, as well. Hey,
1: that's that that's why we were like, oh, we should revisit this movie, right? Yeah, we were like. <laughs> <laughs> like this is a companion piece, really. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, both stories about like the way
0: that th- these like ideological systems sort of oh, bounce off of one another, and also about like organized crime and its relationships to capital and state
1: power. Reaching back a little bit to like settings. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you ignore the one, an on archive. If we ignore the remastered one. They both have a scene where they're definitely two different buildings, right, they're definitely two different, like, homes, but in the ones that predate or, like, speculatively predate those ones, that one scene where you see the difference in, like, the, like, home decor, that's absent. So it looks like the two women exist in the same house, but it's never filmed, like, you don't get to see the exact rooms they're in. Until that scene where they're both like the one woman's like at the writing desk and the other one like walks into the door and then you like you see them walk through the same space throughout the movie and it's like oh this is the same building
0: I can actually answer that that comes from that comes from a restriction of the filming process because the, like. You know the whole, like, the, the idea that this was, like, a cursed production? That's mm. one of those things, like, okay. One of the things that I actually didn't get to in my post, like, well, like, one of the things that I actually learned, like, a little bit later was, like, one of the big incidents, like, okay, there's okay. a rumor about the, like, directors of photography, right? So the <laughs> first one fired for being drunk on set. And then the, the mm. like, replacement was, like, injured by falling set, like broke his leg. People
1: think he died, but like he he <laughs> he didn't. He just
0: no, no, just broke his leg. Retired? Like it was it was not good because of this whole mishap. It fucked up like the 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 shooting, like they couldn't reshoot a lot of these scenes. Like it, it damaged the the set in a way that like required them to totally rearrange the shot schedule like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So th- there's a whole segment that ends up unfinished with Katya, yeah,
1: yeah Sophia, or whatever her name is. <laughs> Entering the space where the same setting is intentional and not, like, incidental, right? Yeah, like, just
0: interpreting it as a whole piece of intentional art, like, I follow.
1: That there is, like, that we're supposed to get some sort of, like, meaning from it. And, like, this is one of the scenes that don't make it, like, outside of Europe ever. Whenever there's, like female sexuality TM, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. it's it gets, like, rated NC-17, can't make it in America. <laughs> and, like, that part's cut from, like, the f- final stuff that gets, like, at least washed a bunch. But, like, you can still get it. Like, it's not, like, the totally obscure, like, unmarked VHS secret thing. Like, you can go watch that <laughs> right now.
0: It can be difficult for people to determine, like, which version they're watching, like, that mm-hmm. happens a lot where, like, things will be, like, marked incorrectly or, like, one thing will be labeled as, as one thing but it's actually another.
1: Yeah, we don't make it easy either. Like, things don't really tell you when it's, like, you're watching this edition, this remastering. Unless they're, like, trying to sell you that it's remastered, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Or, like, you know iterations of director's cuts like like Blade Runner Mm. right has been like Mm -hmm. released like four different times with different director's cuts because like I'm pretty sure Blade Runner is is the one because like the director just keeps not being satisfied with the definitive Mm. version that he's trying to create
1: I think that's cool I think more things should be like that (laughs) <laughs> I think thing should be, like, accessible like that. When you make movies that are, like, billion-dollar budget or whatever, you can't really, like, I guess you can because you have, like, infinity money, but, like, people <laughs> don't, you know what I mean? So when stuff is made, like, less, it's still a, uh, a lot of money in this production and also in Blade Runner, but, you know, like, I guess I meant, like, okay, so that scene with Sophia at the writing desk, right? So, like, Katya walks in with, like, the farmer's market stuff that every lesbian on Tumblr makes a gif set of, right? <laughs> she crosses the threshold to the drawing room or office?
0: It's unclear what this room's supposed to be. I've always interpreted it as being, like, an office. Like, that's yeah. Sylvia's
1: office. It's like a, a a desk that's really, again, so they had a lot of, like, problems, obviously, so it's like <laughs> it's like this big open space with the world's smallest writing desk. Anyway, she walks in and, like, drops the bag and stuff and, like, they're going to have, like, a confrontation or something, but, like, there's no one there. Were we meant to be, like, led that these are the same space if later on they, like, add alternate walling and, like, dimensionality to, like, the roomage? Add room. Add space. That's that's also why, like, a lot of people read an affair
0: between, like, Katya mm. and Andre into the <clears> story <throat> as well. Like the idea that Katya has like moved into this this space when Sophia is not there, mm-hmm. right? Like we like we get that cut out to the other <clears> side throat> throat> with the uh, with the camera. Mm-hmm. And she is like domesticating this space oh, that's while she has been shut out by her own husband.
1: Like the ghost of this other woman is in this space. Even though she has like interactive roles with people who we know are also like living.
0: Yeah. That's another one of those things like mentioning Tumblr and mentioning the scene like the the way that fandom has sort of like evolved to talk about the movie. Fandom only has one setting and one sort of it's function shipping. and yeah. yeah. And it, and and it's to talk about all media in this exact mode Home. and you are yeah. never allowed to have any other kind of like nuance or like like even when people have tried to do so one mm-hmm. it ends up coming back around to shipping and two it's stuff like you know the clock symbolism discourse i fucking that drives me
1: so fucking crazy like okay like you could probably make a good like a, a solid thesis or whatever about it being about like cycles and cyclical stuff and like an unbreakable sure. thing but it doesn't feel like that's like the intention behind well that's that's not the intention the way people talk
0: about like when people say oh there's clock symbolism because the story is is dealing with like time and like running out of time and like mm. blah blah blah." it's like that is not symbolism like that oh. is a that is a motif it's it's like saying like oh, oh i love the yes, water yeah. symbolism at apocalypse now <laughs> like what are you fucking talking about like a motif signifies something with its presence but okay, like okay. it has to be so much more complex to talk about it as symbolic like clocks symbolize time that is the function <laughs> of a clock there is no step in like there's there is a single logical step in between the sign and the signified versus like something that's much more symbolic like 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 the ice pick right oh oh is, yeah the ice pick is is extreme phallic violence oh which eventually God, okay. like destroys Katya, and, like, the imagery of, like, identity being obliterated with, like, the destruction of, like, the head or the face, and, like, uh, pink spray, right? Uh Uh-huh. Like, when when, when I was watching it the other night, like, last night, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about, I can't remember if it was, like, an article or if it was a video essay or what it was, but the Uh idea of pink spray and, Mm -hmm. like, the way that, like, old, you know, westerns and, like, classic Mm -hmm. showdowns, like, before... A, like, a certain point in, in, mm-hmm. like, time with medical history, mm-hmm. stories used to rely on the idea of, like, the shot through the heart, yeah, right? As being, like, that is the, that is the destruction of mm-hmm. the, the person, with, like, the heart being associated mm-hmm. with, like, the center of the body and, and, and the self, and mm-hmm. then the godfather, coincidentally enough, is the turning point of that.
1: Yeah, It has to, has to be, like like inspired by because it's it's really reminiscent I mean, there's
0: there's a lot of there's a lot of homages i mean mm. from what i understand there's a lot of homages to the godfather i'm yeah. a heathen and i've never actually watched the godfather i've never read it like i'm bad i'm really bad sometimes that scene gets cut and like you mean katya's death scene like when joe kills katya
1: not really cut like shortened for both like mm-hmm. gratuity and like time i guess yeah 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 I mean, but, like, you know, similar to, like, the,
0: um, the Suspiria,
1: you know, yeah, the, the, yeah. the initial death in Suspiria. Yeah. Okay. So, there's a major scene that gets chopped off that occurs afterwards, mm-hmm. and, like, I guess it doesn't leave, it, like, obviously isn't a part of, like, the U-72? 73 release? There's like a crucifixion scene afterwards with like Ice Pick Joe that gets like left out and then like but we never get him back in like the remastered and remake and stuff, so like Yeah, he, he does just kind of disappear. Yeah, so so if you're wondering he was crucified. <laughs> Or at least, like, in the original footage
0: shot, he was crucified. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think if enough people decide that that doesn't need to be in the film, like, maybe it doesn't need to be in the film. (laughs) I I guess. (laughs) Like, I I mean, I obviously haven't seen it. Like, maybe they thought Mm -hmm. that it was too far, or maybe they thought that that ended up being distracting.
1: It doesn't take up a lot of screen time, but, like, I think it underplays the earlier violence that we see. Underplays? Undercuts? Undermines? (laughs) Under some things. It sounds
0: like, like, not just the violence, but it sounds like it kind of undermines other stuff sort of going on in the film to have Mm -hmm. this, I mean, because like, we have ironic crucifixions in media, Mm -hmm. but like, especially like in, what, 73? Right? Yeah. Like I, I, feel like that wasn't as much of a thing. There, I mean, there's definitely artists who were not doing that. But yeah. I, I, like that doesn't seem like something they, that I think Scorsese would
1: do. <laughs> it's certainly like less of a polished movie when you incorporate like these things, but it also like speaks to like the level of violence, like wanting to be expressed in these sort of movies.
0: Yeah. He was, like, very much, like, a sophomore filmmaker at this time. he, was like, he this, this was his, I think, it would have been his third film if it came out mm. when it was intended to. Even for people who are very, you know, accomplished and, like, have, have perfected their craft and everything, mm-hmm. like, you will have takes that simply don't make it into the film because, like, you realize partway through or, like, someone in the editing booth realizes, like, nah, we can't have
1: this. (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, that's probably what happened. But, like, it's interesting to see, like... Like, to think about the headspace of that. Yeah.
0: It's interesting as well because, like, this was, like, the last time until Goodfellas that Scorsese was, like, credited role in the mm-hmm. in the screenplay writing. Like, he like he wrote the screenplay primarily mm-hmm. by himself. So, like, so, so thinking about, I guess, what his intentions would have been for it versus, like, because every screenplay ends up, I mean, almost every screenplay ends up being quite different from the final product. Oh, definitely, yeah. Interesting to think about, like, where the headspace was for this movie and to try Mm -hmm. to get a sense of because there are so many complete and incomplete versions of the film out there and like different states and like different intentions based on Mm -hmm. who has done the meddling like Mm -hmm. how to compare that to like the original writer's intention like this is one of those cases where the authorship is really deeply in contention between, like, the control of the editing booth versus the control of the director and DP versus the control of the screenplay. Like, with it being written and directed by one man and with Scorsese being who he is, the movie really was meant to be this kind of vindication of auteur And instead, it ends up being so ambiguous that it almost can't be said to
1: even have an author. So would you consider it closer to, like, the core of like mafia crime exploitation or more to like like you know like the Italian movement of like crime and hyper violence and stuff. Like giallo kind of Yeah, yeah. I, I
0: honestly feel like there are some like giallo aspects mm-hmm. to it and like to, to the feel of it. But like I, I I feel like because of the disconnect from reality It reminds me a lot more of, like, a dark comedy or
1: satire. Oh, that's true. Because I was watching it thinking, like, wow, we were robbed of, like, something (laughs) that could have been, like, a keystone to, like, this decade of this film movement. And, like, it lends itself to a lot of crime exploitation, like, mafia drama stuff. But it's not, also not, like... It's not the it doesn't have the same beats. You mentioning, like, stuff cut and, like, it being polished, and I can see, like, why oh, it was, like, needed to move away from that to tell the story it told.
0: Even if we had gotten a polished cut that was, like, more or less complete, I mean, the movie as it stands is not technically complete because mm-hmm. of, the, of the incidents with the filming process. Like, it never got to the stage of, of filming. Like, like, it has enough, you know, material to work with to construct a movie out of, sort of, like, from behind. Mm-hmm. It did not reach the, the sort of end point of filming, especially with, like, the reshoots that they intended to do, like, mm-hmm. because of the... Actually, I have a post that I made on the subject a few months ago that summarizes the situation. I can read out a little excerpt. Recently, the unearthed movie has received praise for its striking visuals, for being a movie truly ahead of its time for the intended 1973 release, so people are often surprised to learn that Goncharov was one of the all-time production clusterfucks at Columbia. The interviewer quotes Beagleman, that's David Beigelman, uh, the head of Columbia Pictures at the time who was best known for a later embezzlement scale that prompted him to take his own life, saying, we don't say that word in a tone that comes across almost scolding, when asked for clarification, he adds, "You know in theater they have the Scottish play. We have that fucking Naples movie. When you look into it, it’s easy to see why Gontrov was internally considered a cursed production. Studio Shakeup says Columbia nearly went bankrupt, not helped by Gontarov’s ambitious budget, and moved shooting from Gower Street to Burbank resulted in much of the physical film going missing, thought to be destroyed until nearly 15 years later. Around this time, rather than attempt to go into reshoots for an expensive nightmare led by a rookie director, the filming was canned completely. I think because Scorsese is so high profile now, people forget that in 73 he was barely Scorsese. He was an up and coming director with some borrowed clout, but Goncharov was a costly mistake that nearly ended his career. I think, not to side with like a megacorporation or anything, <laughs> but I feel like even if it had come out, you know, at, at the time, like, as, as, like, a complete project, I don't think that it would have been beloved the way that it is now, having been sort of lost and rediscovered. Like, I think that because of, like, I've heard some people say that it's almost, like, parodical of, Mm -hmm. you know, Coppola. I don't Mm -hmm. think it is necessarily. Like, I, I, I don't think he, because he, he obviously, like, respects Coppola a lot. Mm -hmm,
1: mm mm-hmm. But
0: it, it can come off that way because of the liberties that it takes and the way that you need to handle it as a, as a viewer. Mm-hmm. It, it can come off like a little too absurd or a little too much if you're not thinking about the mindset of it as though it's like a stage production like we were saying mm-hmm. earlier.
1: Which, yeah, which n- nests it really nicely like it's not necessarily it's like again it's not the Godfather it's not fuck what's that one movie I'm gonna sp- not, I don't wanna spoil it for you Reservoir Dogs is that, how, <laughs> is that the movie's name Oh yeah I fucking love Reservoir Dogs Yeah <laughs> but yeah this is this is no Reservoir Dogs no <laughs> but like it has sort of like the quality of that very end moment. But like obviously, it's not like the it, it the end movement in Reservoir Dogs is like the reward for reward's a bad word, you know what I mean? Like the payout, like <laughs> it's the a payoff, yeah, yeah the the release of like the stuff that's built up to that, and like I think the movie has like a a quality to that. Only we're seeing like the aftermath of the aftermath, like everyone's gone off to jail or whatever. Everyone's like cell died, like, c- died or like civilian life or whatever. And, like, then we're supposed to get into the mind of, like, this crime and, like, suspense and stuff, and it's like, the characters themselves, like, can't support our desire to see that.
0: I think I see what you mean. What you said made me start thinking about fucking um, Death of a Salesman a Mm. little bit. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. I I haven't read it since high school, but it's one of those things that stuck in my Brain that I associate with stories about, like roles and narratives, like the decay that comes from being trapped inside your own story.
1: That's one of those things that's really funny that gets taught in high school, and I don't think a lot of high schoolers have like a frame of reference for any of these emotions. (laughs) But like that kind of weight, I was a high
0: school communist, and so that (gasps) gave me kind of a perspective from which to approach *Death of a Salesman*. But like, I think most, you know, seventeen-year-olds kind of don't
1: have those tools in their toolbox yet yeah obviously like if we're drawn to something like that you're gonna be drawn to like other things like that yeah it's but it's definitely not like a gateway thing to that like you're already into (laughs) it that's why you're reading it
0: i was the only person who chose to read catch 22 we had a choice between three different books almost everybody chose one book because it was half the length of the other two books and i was the only person who chose to read catch 22 because i was interested in it and because, because it had more these it. themes. I mean, yeah, I got a lot more from it than everybody else got from the book that they read because it was short. <laughs> but like I was I was seeking out stories with these themes and that's why they stuck with me. The movie is sort of about that same kind of like capitalist realism mm-hmm. that Death of a Salesman was a little bit about. Like it's about yeah. this sort of like inescapability, this like ingrainedness this baked-in quality of capitalist life Mm -hmm.
1: that, like, sort of tricks you into thinking that that's the only thing that there is ever going to be. Like the metamorphosis, really, too. Like... Yeah. Only you metamorphize back into a gangster. (laughs) And you might not be
0: real. The attempted transformation, but you transform into something disgusting.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's good. And it's like, in... Like, becoming, like, the caricature. It's, like, the suppressed, like, shadow self sort of thing. And, like, highlights, <laughs> like... The animus? Yeah. Highlights, like, the pre-existing flaws of the characters. Like, when does bad behavior become, like, your personality? Are you someone who kills? Like, are you a killer?
0: <laughs> what is bad behavior and what is being a bad person? Mm. That's good,
1: yeah. That'd be a way better trailer than Winter Comes to Naples or whatever.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, that that was trailer like, tag. That
1: was. That
0: was <laughs> that's, like, the tagline that, like, has gotten picked up because it got
1: popular because of the Netflix release, you know? Yeah. Like, it's cool location and it has, like, a cool thing, but, like, it's not Winter in most of the movie. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with. <laughs> It's, it's I guess,
0: supposed to be, like, a metaphorical winter because Russia? <laughs> I don't know. It's the Cold War. And, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's very much not a Cold War. It's a very hot no, war, actually, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but like, <laughs> the yeah. Like the nuclear <laughs> it, Like, it's, it's the winter of it, uh, harshness and, you yeah. know, these Russian people, you know, coming... <laughs> Coming in Every and, like, Russian
1: can cast area blizzard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> God, I wish. It's so fucking, it's 95 <laughs> fucking degrees here. You're like, it's, it's inhumane. You need to sit in like a, a, a kiddie pool with ice like a husky. It, it's genuinely inhumane. I'm sweating so fucking bad. I just, i I had a fucking doctor's appointment yesterday. And the uh, doctor's office is like a 10 minute walk. From uh-huh. from the house, which is which is great. Well, good thing but, you're heading you know, to the ho- doctor's office after that. Walk. <laughs> <laughs> like I like I walk down there, and I'm fucking soaking in sweat mm-hmm. by the time I get to the doctor's office, and I'm trying to pretend that I'm not like disgusting compared to like everybody else who's driven there in their stupid little cars. No, and I, I wish walk you could walk back
1: off or something.
0: <laughs> I mean, like Michael did offer, but I was like,
1: no, 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 I'm gonna walk oh, because no, that like, was your I,
0: that was your bad then. That was foolish. <laughs> I didn't realize that I was gonna be like that hot by the time I got there. I'm so sorry. And I come back and I'm like red and fucking sweating. And Michael's like, oh. like, "Oh, babe, you gotta go shower." And I'm like, "Yeah, I gotta go shower. I'm, hot. <laughs> oh, I'm So sorry. <laughs> so that all—all all that to say, I'm gonna take another fucking shower after this. Oh I'm yeah, so you earned it. God, I hope like I like living
1: here, but Jesus, I it gets know, hot it's... for me. Your place is really cute, but I kind of hope you get a place with central air before next and, summer. And, like, less bugs. Less bugs and yeah, less babies. <laughs> <laughs> You're attacked from all sides. <laughs> you guys, like, you guys tell me of new bugs, like, weekly.
0: We get a lot- there was a fucking- there was a massive cockroach in the bathroom last night that I dealt oh, with. no. It scared me so s- bad. It's, it's probably hot, too. <laughs> it kept hiding under the bathroom rug oh, and I kept no. like trying to yank it off and it would like run somewhere else and then run back under it that's a nightmare oh. for you I hate bugs so fucking <laughs> much
1: <laughs> it's like moved in with you you oh, like God. 9 billion bugs
0: like okay small little flies or whatever I can usually deal with but if anything is like larger than like a centimeter it's like nope I can't live with you you can't be here that's really when it's that big thinking also about like cut like related stuff like the one thing that i have never seen or heard of being tampered with is the death scene and and this Uh is also something that i think of like in relation to like pink spray stuff right Yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: the bullet to the heart yeah especially in contrast to this very like graphic and unromantic new school violence the like the headshot or the ice pick to the head a wonderful little moment where they have that embrace they pull away like you like you hear the noise and they mm-hmm. pull away and andre's covered in blood which mm-hmm. isn't visible on gontra's signature black jacket but there's this moment where it's like did he shoot andre what does your violence say about you like, we we don't see the violence reflected onto the person who has done it. it yeah. Even though he has also,
1: like, committed so many crimes. Yeah. And it's like, obviously it's happening that we were seeing it happen, but it could also be, like, I want to use the wrong thing, like, meta not metaphorical. I'm not sure if metaphorical is right or not. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter if they're reconciling in this moment and, like, the actual gun through the heart didn't, like, really happen because, like, you can't. Undo previous acts of, like, betrayal and, like, harm yeah. and stuff. And so the blood and the scene service is, like, twofold as a reminder of, like, you can't, like, handshake away this behavior. Like, you can't just be like, oh, it's fine. I'm, like, a changed person. It's good. It's, like, the only thing that matters is, like, your actions.
0: Yeah, and, like, have you done the action and have you done the work to change and like mm-hmm. like these are all people who want to change but they mm-hmm. are being trapped not like you know there's there's a lot of talk about like oh stories about being trapped by the mm-hmm. narrative but it's, it's not just about being trapped by the literal narrative in like a meta sense mm-hmm. but also being trapped by your economic position and 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 prospects
1: and everything like their heritage the time period which they are like their money is all tied up in this stuff. Like, what are they going? Yeah, like, they're gonna. Are they gonna go pick up a a blue collar job, a, a white collar <laughs> job, skill? They're like middle aged and all I know how to do is like crime and book balancing. <laughs> I guess you can be an accountant or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> I'm de radicalizing career paths, <laughs> but like like that like that's that's the thing that bothers me about like when people talk about the idea of being trapped within the narrative, it's like, do you actually understand what it what the narrative means, or do you just think of it as being like, oh, this is an excellent way of thinking about tragedy, mm-hmm. about being trapped? in in whatever, that, that, like, the narrative is against you? Or do you understand the things that go into the narrative, not just, like, in a fictional story, but, like,
1: in real life? People talk about it in a really, like, disjointed way. Like, a plot and a narrative can be synonymous, but, like, there can also be different things, you know? The narrative being, like,
0: the narrative of your own life and the role that you Mm -hmm. inhabit or
1: or the narrative of propaganda yeah oh i guess it goes back to like people being like the clock is symbolic because it represents time like that's not (laughs) like that's not what symbology is like the language of symbols is it needs to be like a little more more involved yeah by like (laughs) like
0: Yes, on a basic level, it does symbolize in in the way that a clock, literally in real life, when you see the clock, you, it symbolizes time because that's how we use that object. A yummy sandwich symbolizes I'm going to eat this sandwich. <laughs> this condom signifies how I'm going to be fucking your mom.
1: Oh, that'd be a post with 10k notes. Maybe more. (laughs) Oh, not
0: on my blog, baby. 10 notes (laughs)
1: tops. Oh, well, one of them would be
0: me. (laughs) In general, it is really frustrating trying to deal, like... I try not to even get too involved with fandom stuff if I can help it unless I'm like really into something <sighs> specifically because I want that like instant gratification like just junk food kind of stuff
1: to to nosh on. I'm not going to name names. That that's a bad way to start what I'm going to say. I was You like, can name names. I'll no, them. Out. No, no, no. No. Oh, it's fine. I'll fill you in later. I was catching up to like <laughs> Phantom space stuff that I kind of like peek back in every now and again, and it was like, oh, it was exploding in a. Was different... it Dragon? Uh, no, no. I the Phantom was <laughs> okay though. Like it's silly, okay. the, but the, the series, the series doesn't take itself. So serious that's I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's really you should go watch it. I should re-watch <laughs> I, it. I should. I was I was just curious
0: because I've seen such an explosion about Trigun recently, and I and I know that like you've historically been really into Trigun, so I was s- like, oh no, is there Trigun oh, drama? No. I'm sure
1: there is. <laughs> I, I think probably more way back when because it like people who were you know, it's all people yeah. had anime and they were like, yeah, awful. But like no, in general, it's like. It encourages, like, shipping without it being, like, the focus of the story. Mm -hmm. It's, like, not mean to the readers in that way. It's (laughs) not, but, like, it never stops being about, like, the plot, the plot like barrels. You're, like, you're strapped in, let's go. (laughs) To my memory, I haven't watched it in a really long time, but I recall it being not draggy. Like, not to use economic in this way, but really economic with its plot. Like, you are, you are as close to the end of what's happening. I mean, that's, the, that's a valid way of using the word. Yeah, I know. It feels weird to use it economic and, like, a positive connotation, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, it is as close to the end of, like, a series can possibly be without you starting, like, the last episode is, like, the plot. <laughs> it's, re- it's pretty solid.
0: I've heard that, like in the in the like classic anime, that like it does fuck around for a really long time, like before it introduces the guy that everybody wants
1: um, to fuck Dragon Boy. That's different. That's like (laughs) there's stuff happening before. It's like tone setting and stuff. Like he's not the most important thing in the entire series. That's his name. Yeah. No, it's it's. I think knives is what you're thinking of. legato it's hard to tell who people are horny for no no like the 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 dark-haired guy oh yeah yeah that's not no bash is the main character the blonde one yeah i i know i know oh. who bash is no 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 but like people
0: like there's there's a dark-haired guy that people are like oh these two are fucking and sucking
1: uh, oh oh Wolfgang only gets I introduced think. a bit like, late i i'm worried <laughs> any it's me wrong it's wolfwood is that the name wolfwood yes um it look silly on the podcast yeah, Wolfwood. I guess I don't know. That seems that seems like a weird thing to like oh, be like. It. But look anyway, at I haven't seen in like twenty years, so like maybe it is. <laughs> maybe, I'm, maybe I'll maybe i it and be like, oh, well, this could be
0: faster. I, I I've seen I saw an episode of Trigun when I was in middle school, so like I can't speak to anything about it. I just have seen people talking.
1: Yeah, it's pretty. It's I the new one has a weird art style to it, but I'll probably watch it.
0: I haven't read it yet. It years. at least looks better than, like, most 3D anime. Like Yeah, it looks like they, like, were thoughtful about it. Has it really, like, like... Oh, this actually has, like, a style. This doesn't just look like fucking Ruby again. Oh okay, god, yeah.
1: Yeah, it feels a little like they try to capture the way, like, the US-American kind of, like, anime boom shows, like, in the early 00s. Mm. And, like, feed that back through, like a modern anime lens, because it's kind of like a cowboy story. So it's like, American core.
0: Yeah, it's got like, influences. I mean, mm-hmm. it's
1: similar in a way to like, I haven't seen Cowboy Bebop,
0: but like, Cowboy Bebop is, is a similar kind of way, right? Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's pulling from these very American influences, and sort of like, churning them up and saying like, what can we do with this? Both
1: are like, space cowboy movies, animes, yeah. like, sp- like, cow, but like, on opposite spectrum. I mean, because because Triben's, like silly, right? Yeah, it's it's like it's like the revenge cowboy, physical, yeah. revenge stuff, blood spurting all over the place. This <laughs> cowboy bebop is like the, the West is dying, and it's sad genre. Yeah, oh,
0: *Power of the Dog* was really good too. Sorry, mm. you saying the West is dying and that sad made me think about fucking how good *Power of the Dog* that's was. There's people complaining about like they're like, oh, the way that this movie deals with. With gayness is bad and like really
1: it's Cause it's complex, it's, but I don't think it's bad. You know what it is? It's because like the core of people posting on it are like gay film bros and not gay slasher <laughs> fans. I think we need him <laughs> best in, on the ground. <laughs> I want him replacing like the. <laughs> I think he has staying power. That was
0: the best. That was the best performance I have ever seen out of Benedict Cumberbatch. I like know. it was, it was the first time that I actually like believed the, the act. character that he was playing. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. that's true. Like, wow, like wow, he actually can act. Like everybody's been saying for years, but like I've never believed them because he's never <laughs> given me a reason to. But it's like, oh wow,
1: he really fucking sold. He, like we need to bring back westerns, so he has role, he has <laughs> jobs to get that are going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I can,
0: Like, I cannot believe at 50-whatever that he's finally found his calling, and it's like playing a mean cowboy. A mean gay cowboy.
1: <laughs> he just should be doing that for the rest of his life. Like, he's sold. We got it. People with tons of money out there listening to our podcast, you need to make spaghetti <laughs> westerns again. Like... Whatever they're called when they have money, I guess, just a Western.
0: (laughs) And I've seen almost nobody, like in fandom type spaces, talk about Power of the Dog, even though it's this like really amazing story because it's not suited for fandom type discussions. Like, there's literally, like, there's everything that, that, you know, the Tumblr girlies could want. There's, like, an age gap,
1: toxic romance. I think people who, like, watch The Terror are probably would probably be good for it so if you listen to my yeah. podcast and watch the terror <laughs> it's your duty to start a you, fandom yeah, probably like no don't start a fandom no it's good oh. that it doesn't have that oh, i don't want people don't do it. drawing fucking fan art of benedict cumberbatch having sex <laughs> with a 15 year old uh, listen to what i said go back to drawing <laughs> lighthouse keepers or whatever the terror is about <laughs> the Terror is
0: about like an Arctic expedition where they all eat each other or something. Oh, I have to watch I, it. I follow a lot of people who are really to the Terror. Yeah,
1: I see There once in a while. I'm like, oh, yeah, I should watch this, but I never do. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's apparently really good. Yes, yeah, it's happening in yet. it. But it's also like,
0: it suffers from this, like, on Tumblr especially, it suffers from the <laughs> same kind of thing where it's just yeah. like art of people like drawing the character, like, like, that, that joke about, like, characters that people draw, like, they're on Sistine Chapel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like doing that and, and drawing, like, pictures of, like, guys kissing each other's knuckles and whatever, like. Yeah,
1: so I'm like, yeah, I get it. That's all I need. <laughs> I understand what this is about. <laughs> I don't know if it's a completed thing or if it's finished. If it's finished, I might.
0: No, uh, yeah, it's, 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 like, a season that, like. Oh, uh, It's like an anthology show, season by season, I think, Mm -mm. is what they ended up doing. So, like, the first season of The Terror, I'm pretty sure. I may be wrong, but it's definitely done. Like, the the one that people blog about is done.
1: All right. I'll I'll have to give it a try
0: sometime. Like, I may be wrong. The thing I'm thinking of may be completely different, but, like... Oh,
1: I'll find out when we're done recording. (laughs) I mean, I might... I'll, I'll probably forget and then find out later and be like oh i remembered when we were doing this
0: i think what it comes down to like my annoyance with fandom and the fandom sort of register is that you see this incredible amount of passion and like attempts at analysis and literary theory and stuff but it's only ever able to be put towards like the analysis of whether or not white man du jour takes it up the butt and i obviously value people's ability to do like queer self-expression through fan works and and whatever else like i literally write fan fiction I'm, i'm drawing like a stardew valley fan comic like i get it but in general on the internet the sort of baseline ability to analyze text for meaning and like the reading comprehension and critical thinking are all so bad so when i see like works that feel much deeper and have more to talk about be like disassembled for shipping pieces like happen with Disco Elysium, uh, The Untamed, which we've been watching, or Goncharov, or to have other amazing pieces of art be totally ignored or or treated as like pretentious film bro movies or like elitist books or whatever by people who say that only kids media is worthwhile or they only read romance books or they won't watch Parasite because there's no shippable characters. That hurts. (laughs) It's the same as like people who say, Oh, you only like this weird music, like this noise rock or jazz fusion or horrorcore or whatever else it is, because you want to look impressive. Because they can't understand why someone would choose to listen or, or take like genuine enjoyment from something that is intentionally repulsive or challenging. I don't care if you like Marvel or Disney or Taylor Swift or whatever.
1: I just wish that people would also expand their horizons. Oh, okay. Like we watched the sweat box, right? That's what it's called? Yeah. And that's got that's what got me interested in trying to dig up like retro copies as far back. And like <laughs> it took like two hours to download. And I was <laughs> like, Oh, well I probably have to fix whatever I infected now. But like I didn't have to. It was just a stupidly packaged file. Yeah, it's
0: it's interesting to get that kind of perspective on uh, on the Disney Corporation that like you normally wouldn't mm-hmm. see, and you know the way that like these these people get sort of left in the lurch by the by the broader
1: yeah, it's kind of wild to keep like they like want to like suppress it. That's a silly thing to say, like uh, censor it or whatever. That's also silly. I don't know what to call it. That they don't want people to watch <laughs> it when it's like not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's it's not like like they're a little bit critical of Disney in it, but like it just sort of shows the like old, everyone knows that it, it wasn't a very good like <laughs> behind the scenes and like it's a vastly different movie. Like those aren't like it's it's funny the way that people hype up the original version
0: of Emperor's New Groove, Kingdom of the Sun. I I, th- I think was the name. That's what the sweatbox is about. For anyone who hasn't seen it, it's it's this really great sort of unauthorized behind-the-scenes documentary on the making of Emperor's New Groove. And people will be like, oh, we missed out on a masterpiece. But it's like, oh, that looked fucking horrible. Like, Sting's music sounded so bad.
1: Other than Snuff Out the Light, which was amazing. Yeah, that's- That was it. That was the only good thing that we lost. Exactly. Like, based on him to be like, um you shouldn't be making, like, a theme park out of, like, people suffering (laughs) after the movie was, like, don't make a theme park out of people suffering. That was cool of him, but his music was uh, not good. He's such a (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm glad he's there. I'm glad we have this movie that he did. But yeah, I guess that's the thing, too, like, the nostalgia, I don't know, there's, like, wanting to present, like, an imperfect early draft as, like, the, the true thing. When it's, like, the art style, of the later ones was much nicer, and even though the plot was sloppier. It was also more coherent. And I guess the problem is too is like if they wanted to do that, all the characters would have to have like a character arc, and they kept wanting to bring it back to like a point zero. Like Uniswa had to like have a character arc, and they just want her <laughs> to be like there, and then they call her music afterwards, and then she continues to be like there. Yeah, they absolutely wasted Eartha Kit's fucking
0: time. Oh God.
1: Which is an absolute yeah.
0: disrespect.
1: Yeah. Like, if I was anyone, like, that's what I would want to hide. Like, this <laughs> blind act of, like, racism. Like, not even the cheesy reprisal for, like, the fucking whatever that song's called. Oh, the, like, the, the initial song? Yeah. Like, you couldn't even just, like, let her have that. Yeah, she, she initially
0: had, like, a like a version of the, like, Cusco intro theme, right?
1: Yeah. Like, that was her, like, what we're doing instead of this, and the cut that anyway.
0: I wonder, like, I mean, similar to, to Gaunch, mm-hmm. if we're gonna end up seeing, at some point, Disney trying to sort of go back and reclaim Sweatbox and try to, like, re-release it on its own terms. Because, like, oh. right now, the only place you can watch Sweatbox is on fucking archive.
1: <laughs> Which is, like, nightmare news. I can't believe you. God, did, it, did you try to download it? Or did you watch it from the play? Oh no, I, I I just watched it live, like uh, on, the, on the thing. I, I try not to download anything if I can. Oh, what? I get I get paranoid. Uh, I downloads. heard the subtitles were bad for it. On gosh, I heard the subtitles were bad on archive. <laughs> I mean, they're not good. I was no. thinking
0: like, there's no subtitles on Sweatbox. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish there had been. Yeah, for for Sweatbox because like. Yeah. It's, it's older. There's a lot of people talking. Yeah. And and it's sometimes because of the lower audio quality, it can be hard to understand mm-hmm. what people are saying sometimes. Mm-hmm. I And mean, stuff at the light is good. It's in my head now. <laughs> it is good, and there's no reason not to have... Like, it could work just fine. Yeah, it in could have worked the, there. In the finished version of the movie. There's no reason yeah. for it to have not
1: been there. Yeah, they just wanted to, like, narrow her character down to, like... I don't know. Weird. And the movie is so fucking short. I recently rewatched yeah. it because I
0: watched the Slut Box, and I was like, "What? How? You you cut all of this stuff, and you didn't add anything back in to fill it up? It is so empty feeling."
1: Yeah, they could just like released it as like a TV movie.
0: <laughs> that's that's the thing about it. It feels like a TV yeah, movie. Yeah, really weird. Like more so than like a
1: theatrical release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like it lacks like. Not to agree with Sting, but it lacks, like, the grandeur of a full movie. <laughs> the, <laughs> I'm sorry. The idea of, like, being,
0: like, desperately ashamed to agree with Sting on anything. Look, I like, I like the, pol- like, not the police police, but I like the police the band. Yeah, no. You know. I, I just, grew up on a lot of 80s music. It's just like. But Sting is kind of an idiot. Like.
1: Sting, <laughs> Sting, like, <laughs> Sting saying, like, I think white talents are being wasted here. He's correct, but you just <laughs> say that out loud on your
0: documentary. Like, so funny that, like, they dedicate, like, a whole probably five minutes of this movie to him just, like, fucking off to, like, Bangladesh or something on, on his, like, spiritual journey or whatever. And it's like, God, like you're he, the most insufferable person in I, this I'm, thing, even though you're the most correct. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess speaking of shameful mistakes associated with the Disney Corporation, um. Abandoned by Disney is not good. Alright, bye, you guys! Bye! <laughs> hey, guys! So by now, you might have caught on to our little jokey joke. We really appreciate anyone who has listened to us this far, even if it's just so you can send us mean comments. We love every one of you. Happy April 1st. Happy one-year anniversary of the Creepypasta Book Club. 365 days of goofery and clownishness down, and hopefully many more to come. Next episode, we're back to business as usual, beginning Tales from the Gas Station, parts 1 to 7. This has been the creepy pasta book club. Thank you and good night.